0: For Zion's sake, I will not keep silence For Zion's sake, I'll not hold
1: my peace for Welcome to Zion's For Zion's Sake. Your hosts for this program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see the church come into its fullness and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as their Messiah, Savior of the world, and the Son of God.
2: Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. Thank you for joining us. with the Volks. My name is Shelley.
3: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
2: We hope that you've been with us all this week, because the theme this week was looking at the scriptures and seeing the dramatic connection between our obedience and God's intervention, intervening in a miraculous way. Now, it doesn't mean that every time we obey, there's going to be a miracle, but we'll see evidence, as we've been talking this week and continuing the same theme, that when we, the human instrument that God uses, is obedient to his word, he steps in in a miraculous way. But again, since we are living in the end days, we need to exercise caution and discernment because there's some warnings that we have spoken about this week, and we're going to repeat it today. For example, regarding the end days, it says in Matthew twenty four twenty four, For false messiahs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect.
3: And there's another warning, Shelley, that we've been reading out of 2 Thessalonians 2, 9, which reads... The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders. So my question, Shelley, for our listeners, how do you know the difference between mir- miracles, the signs and wonders that come from God, and how can we know the signs and wonders that come from the devil?
2: Well, we've said it... Uh, in recent mornings, and we got to we should say it again, junie, that it's based uh, the discernment comes by being intimate with Jesus, knowing who He is, knowing what he's capable of doing, knowing his authority, that if we know him and are truly born again by the Spirit, we'll be able to discern what's of God and what's a pure imitation and a deceptive sign and wonder coming from Satan.
3: We also spoke about Shelley coming to know the ways of God as well as the Word of God. And when God acts, it's always in accordance with His Word.
2: Amen. Amen. And we focused a lot of our time on looking at Luke chapter 5, which really, Junie, is such an incredible example of obedience opening the door for a miracle. And this, of course, in Luke 5, was a story of the fishermen... Peter, James, and John fishing all night and finding nothing. And Jesus was in Simon's boat teaching. And he knew that they fished all night because he saw them washing their nets. But after he was teaching, Jesus said in verse 4 in chapter 5, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets. And this was against what Peter was believing because he had just fished all night and caught nothing. And it says in verse 5, And Simon answered and said, Master, we've worked hard all night and caught nothing so his mindset as our mindset would have been was why is why is the lord saying this and yet the thing that changed him that opened the door for the miracle was the rest of verse 5 in Luke uh, the rest of verse 5 in Luke 5 nevertheless at your word I will let down the nets and this opened the door because Jesus authority was seen by Peter and he obeyed the word And what happened? They caught more fish than they ever imagined possible. So much so, the load of fish almost broke the nets. And of course, we know the concluding, Juni, the conclusion of the story was an incredible miracle. Not just the catching of the fish, but in verse 11, it says, And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. They didn't follow him because of the catch of fish. They followed him because they recognized who he was and that in the presence of the Lord, things are going to happen that cannot happen on our own initiative. The Lord's presence will change everything.
3: We spoke then about Psalm 107, verses 23 and 24, where it reads, Those who go down into the sea in ships, who do business on great waters, they have seen the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. So we saw that in Peter's example of the fish, and it's a promise to us, Shelley, when we launch out into the deep, we will see the works and the wonders of God.
2: We then went to Joshua chapter 3, when the people of Israel were crossing the Jordan, and we saw that God spoke to Joshua, and Joshua obeyed, because he said when the soles of the feet of the priests who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant would touch the waters of the Jordan River, the waters would stand in a heap and not overflow its banks. Juni, this seems like such a ridiculous thing to call our people to. And yet, when the soles of the priests touched the waters of, Jeric- of Jordan, the waters came and no longer overflowed the banks. So he saw that Joshua obeyed, the priests obeyed, the people obeyed, and they crossed the Jordan on dry ground. And,
3: and what's amazing, Shelley, is that as soon as the priests obeyed to come out of the water carrying the Ark yes. of the Covenant, the waters went back to exactly the way they were. So when we obey, God intervenes. We also find an example that we're going to look at today today In First Kings chapter 17, and this is about Elijah. Now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, surely there shall be neither dew nor rain these three years except by my word. The word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go away from here and turn eastward, and hide yourself by the brook Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. It will be that you will drink of the brook, and I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. So Elijah went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and lived by the brook Cherith, which is east of the jordan and the ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening and he would drink from the brook so this is absolutely amazing shelley because elijah's word was there would be no dew or they w- there would be no uh, rain except according to his word and then the lord sent him to a brook and a brook has um, no inflow of new water, which means if there's no rain, the brook dries up. But God sent him there. And not only did he send him to this brook, but he commanded the ravens and told Elijah the ravens would feed him. And so every morning and every evening, bread and meat was brought to Elijah. And what an encouragement for us, Shelley, and every listener to know that when God... Asks us to do something, and we obey him.
2: Yes, Lord. What
3: follows is God's intervention; that He will take care of Hallelujah. us. Hallelujah.
2: And Junie, I believe there's a key verse in from which you read, uh, chapter 17, first Kings, verse five. So he went and did according to the word of the Lord. So we have to live like that also, especially now that we have entered into the end of this age. We cannot go by what we think. The fishermen were experienced, but they could not go what they thought. Here's Elijah prophesying that it shall neither rain nor dew, but according to the, his word, which was the word of God, it wouldn't rain for three and a half years, as we find out later in First Kings. And yet God sent him to a brook. It's illogical. To the natural mind, it's utter foolishness. But, the word of God took precedence in Elijah's life. And we said it during the course of this week earlier, that the word of God must take precedence in our lives. And when we obey the Lord and not rely on our own understanding, we open the door through obedience to see the miraculous intervention of God. And God sustained him for as long as God wanted him there. Again, not logical, But in obedience to the word, Elijah moved on. And it's interesting, Junie, then if we go a little further, we see what happens in verse 7. And it happened after a while that the brook dried up because there was no rain in the land. But again, verse 8 says, Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Please get me a little water in a jar that I may drink. And as she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl, and a little oil in a jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks." that I may go in and prepare for me and my son, that we may eat and die. Then Elijah said to her, Do not fear, go do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first, and bring it to me, and afterward you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall a jar of oil be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah and she and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord which he spoke through Elijah. Juni, we see this over and over, this, this pattern throughout the old as well as in the new covenant that when we obey the Lord, God will intervene and as only he can, and perform miraculous deeds. And what's interesting, he'll always choose human instruments, but but really this points out the fact what Jesus said, without me you can do nothing. None of this could have been done without God intervening, and nothing could have been done unless we are obedient to his direct theme word.
3: And you know, this was in the course of the life of Elijah. So in other words, what looked to be... Uh, disastrous no rain he had no food and he had no money that God made a way for him where naturally speaking it looked like there was no way and so for us too Shelley we too when we obey the word of God and live according to his will God will make a way for us and he will take care of us without fear And without striving. Amen.
2: Again, in conclusion, we need to say, Junie, that people get very excited about miracles, but God is looking for obedience. And through that obedience, it opens the door for the supernatural acts from God. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We pray that you would raise up men and women with the same attitude of Elijah. Who stood before the living God and moved and lived and had his being in the Lord Jesus. We pray that for all of us in Yeshua's holy name. Amen. For Zion's sake.
1: On behalf of For Zion's sake, thank you for joining us today. If you would like to contact Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. Until next time. May the Lord bless thee and keep thee. May the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program has been sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.